You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Dose of Joel. This week, we have a very exciting episode with the one, the only Casey Likes, who is currently playing Marty McFly in Back to the Future on Broadway. Before playing Marty McFly, he played William Miller in Broadway's Almost Famous. He is a Jimmy Awards finalist and has recently been seen in films like Dark Harvest and Spinning Gold. Casey Likes is one of the coolest people on Broadway right now, and he is going to have a magnificent career on Broadway and on film and in TV and everything he does. He is truly a triple threat and more. He does all the things, and I'm very excited for you guys to be hearing our conversation today. So let's get on to this very exciting and special episode of the Weekly Dose of Joel. Broadway Buzz! Before we get on to this week's very exciting episode, there is a ton of Broadway news, so I'll be doing a super speedy Broadway Buzz recap. It was announced that the new Stephen Schwartz musical starring Kristen Chenoweth, The Queen of Versailles, will be having its premiere in Boston. Darren Chris and Evan Rachel Wood have began their runs in Little Shop of Horrors off-Broadway. Tom Holland will star in Romeo and Juliet as Romeo in the West End. Tyne Daly will unfortunately be leaving the cast of Doubt, but Amy Ryan will be joining the cast of Doubt. And lastly, it was announced that Shoshana Bean, Brandon Victor Dixon, Kessia Lewis, and more will be in the cast of Hell's Kitchen on Broadway. <gasps> That's your super speedy Broadway buzz, but now it's time for my interview with Casey Likes. Casey Likes is honestly one of the coolest people on Broadway right now, if not the coolest person on Broadway right now. He made his Broadway debut as William Miller in Almost Famous on Broadway, and he is currently playing Marty McFly in Back to the Future. He's been performing since the age of three and is an award-winning director, writer, and producer. He's been seen in films like Dark Harvest and portraying Kiss legend Gene Simmons in Spinning Gold. In 2019, he was a finalist in the Jimmy Awards, and truly, Casey is just such a cool person. I had the honor of first meeting Casey in 2020 at the opening night of Almost Famous. It was so cool being the youngest journalist on that red carpet because Casey was playing young journalist William Miller, who we all know from Almost Famous. And I just saw him in Back to the Future on Broadway. And you guys, this performance is one not to miss. Not only does he kill it, but he plays that role Marty McFly so well. And the show is truly brilliant. And listen, I've said it before on this podcast, there are so many shows on Broadway this season. Honestly, too many shows on Broadway this season. But if you want to go see a show that's entertaining, that you already know and love, and that is truly just incredible you want to go see Back to the Future on Broadway. It really was that amazing. But enough of me talking about Casey. It's time for you guys to hear from Casey himself. So here's my interview with Casey Likes. All right, let's do it. Perfect. So Casey, I mean, you you have an incredible resume already. You're 20, 21 years old. Yeah, 22. I just turned 22. 22, 22 yeah. So you've already started in two Broadway shows, movies, television, Jimmy Award finalists. I mean, how... how how does this feel? Describe what it's been like for these past two years, like being in Broadway and doing films and doing all the things. Well, first of all, Joel, I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. Um, I I just, uh, 
I really, really am cherishing every moment, man. I mean, it's 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 come a lot sooner than I expected it to, um, and uh, I'm 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 trying to cherish it as if it came many years later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, um, it, this is what I've worked for. I, I say my whole life. I obviously it's not a very long life so far, but but it has been something I've done for you know 18 years i've done it since i was since i was three years old so um it's really kind of wild to be here now yeah i mean growing up in arizona did you ever imagine any of this would happen and imagine it happening so quickly once you became an adult no i think that's really what it was is just the the quickness of it of it all um you know i was i was 17 when i got almost famous and um and that was really surreal, man. I mean, like I was just like literally months before doing uh, shows at my local youth theaters um, yeah. and uh, and in my high school. And I, I hadn't even graduated high school yet. So uh, I think I in the back of my mind, I was hoping that there were always was going to be a chance to to do this um, in any capacity. I really would have mopped the stage. I would have done anything, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I always said that. But the fact that uh it was so early and it was so um big was uh was not expected at all i never would have believed that yeah i mean you're playing in my opinion one of the greatest roles ever right now uh, marty mcfly i mean we saw the show and we loved it and you know we see a lot of theater there's a lot of stuff coming on broadway right now too much stuff coming on broadway too much you're right too much. but it was and i mean this truly one of my favorite shows i've seen yet this season it's everything you wanted more. So what has it been like creating the role of Marty McFly on Broadway? And you know, what did you take from the film, but also create for yourself as Marty? Well, I do see that your your little love shrine behind you right? of the yeah. uh, all the back. We got the album, we got the playbill. Right. So appreciate that. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you're you're asking about Marty and just creating Marty. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. It's it's just um. It's a it's it's really wild, man. I mean, I I really have, I've kind of had an interesting uh, career in terms of I've played mostly roles that people have an expectation of. Um, even this movie I did called Dark Harvest, uh, there was um, a fan base behind that book, and even though I got to create that role, that wasn't really a fleshed out uh, role in um, the book. Um, uh, there's I've I every every project I've been a part of um, so far has has had a very large expectation going into it and I kind of love that it kind of it kind of fuels me because um, it's a little bit it's a little bit I, I it's a little bit like once you get that validation from the fans you know that you did your job right yeah and, um. I kind of love that. I love that there is like a gauge of like who to listen to um, in terms of what you did right. And, and, and the fans of this project will tell you. They were nervous about me coming in. They yeah. loved Ollie in the West End. They loved Ben in the West End. Uh, and they were not about to uh, accept a new Marty unless they – they were up to their standards. And of course, Michael J. Fox has, you know, has set a huge precedent. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I, I, I've loved it, man. And it's been fantastic. And, um, 
what my major thing about doing Marty was being able to distill everything that people love about Michael's performance into a performance that also is combined with everything about me. Um, and I, I, I just try to combine, conf- con- combine all of those things uh, together. So hopefully you're getting enough Michael, you're getting enough me um, to be something different, but also something that the fans can accept. Absolutely. And like, I was just thinking about it right now. Like almost all the big, the bigger roles that you've played are based off of someone else. Even like spinning gold, you're playing a real life person. Yeah. So what kind of research do you do when playing roles like that? Especially since you've done so many so far, what do you do to like become that role? I do. Uh, that's, that's a great question. Um, and thank you for that. I, I, uh, I ask a lot of questions. Um, and, uh, that's how I've always been. That's just who I am, a very inquisitive person. But um, you and I talked about uh, how William Miller is a journalist. Right. And um, that show, Almost Famous, is basically about you, you know? Right, and, right. Um, what was amazing about, you know, doing something like Almost Famous is that I had the guy right there and I could just do all this research um, talking to the real guy and, and asking him, like, how did you feel in this moment? Um, what were you listening to at the time? What was the music you were listening to? What um, what dro- drove you to be this way? Can you s- tell me like a certain secret that nobody knows? Right. And you know, just little things that it's like you wouldn't think they would affect the performance, but they really do. And um, with something like um, uh, Gene Simmons and Spinning Gold and um, Back to the Future, I didn't get to talk to the the people um ex- uh in person um but i i i know a lot of people who knew them right, and, right. um and uh they gave me a lot of insight and you kind of have to play a little bit of an um, uh, uh, an imagination game you know you kind of have to imagine um well i mean how would i be in this situation and how do i think they would have been and always i'm always just trying to um combine me with them so there's reality there's something real that i'm thinking of because i've been there in a situation kind of similar um but also like you know how do they talk how do they how do they walk how do they, they speak um and think so yeah great question though thank you yeah. I mean, and you kill it. And I feel like in this time of all the adaptations, you really have to be on point and you and you do that and all the all the work you do. Um, could you share a memorable moment or a challenge that you encountered while preparing for Back to the Future? Um, I mean, many, um, so many. Uh, it was it, it, it was all, always fun, though. This yeah. this this show was always fun to um navigate challenges i think the biggest one was the physical and vocal uh requirement of of the role um it was really i mean almost famous was very i don't think anything i've done has actually been physically or vocally very easy but um almost famous was challenging in a different way because you know there was parts of my voices my voice that i needed to in order to sing the song with the 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 kind of quiet tone that I wanted to have. I had to really work on that with my vocal coach, Joan, later. Um, and physically, you know, there was some 
choreography that changed all the time throughout the many different versions of it. Um, but this one was pre-established. You know, they did this in London. They know that there is a human being on Earth that can do this role. Um, so, you know, my job was to come in and either do exactly what has been there or even add some more to it. Um, you know, so uh, I knew the notes I had to sing. So I brought them to Joan and I, I was like, listen, this is this is high rock tenor stuff. It is so high, okay? So high. Unbelievably, yes. And I I uh I remember very, very specifically showing the music to Joan and and she you know, she's been with everyone. She's she she's a legend. She's a uh she has a special Tony Award for for her work on in, in Broadway. And she uh she just let out a big like <laughs> and I was like uh-oh that's okay. not yeah that's not uh that doesn't make my nerves go away uh-oh uh because she's seen everything so um that that made me a little nervous but you know what she she got me through it and she really I owe so much to her um so that and then I also for months before had to train in the gym uh, I just knew that uh, I was not in the shape I needed to be to be able to run um, around the way I am. I have to do some fighting, fight scenes. I got to run and jump on top of lockers and uh, do hood slides and um, jump over hedges. And it's like an action movie every single day. So um, I had to get pretty, pretty, uh, pretty in shape for that. And you barely leave the stage. Like, I, you barely how it's it's wild to me like you're yeah. you're in every scene and not only you're in every scene but every scene is so high energy you have to like keep flowing that must yeah. be yeah it is but um ironically it seems to be the only job they give me out here um which is uh which is yeah. both a, a humble brag but also like uh it seems uh, really genuinely it is like what i've been trained for since i was 17. um you know they um they did almost famous, and that was exactly the same way. It was I. I didn't leave. I think I left maybe three or four times that whole show, and the, I leave a couple more times in this show. But it's I'm quick changing. Mm -hmm. I didn't change my clothes in Almost Famous, but um, this one I uh, I do a lot of quick changes. One of them is in a minute under a minute. Whoa! Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah, it's really fast, and it's a full outfit change. It goes from uh, the Enchantment Under the Sea dance into right. my iconic um, Marty look um, towards the end of the show, and that is crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think what's great about that is that you, especially the second go around, um, is that I you, you find a really kind of an interesting zen with the whole thing. I mean done the show about 200 something times now and um i find times to um maybe not go full force in this scene um with the physicality or whatever um because i know i need to have it for the next scene or right. um there's some scenes where i'm not exactly um uh needing to be uh in the scene sometimes i'm witnessing something and uh everyone else gets to go off stage and check their phone and have conversations. And sometimes you just kind of have to have a conversation with your, with yourself and just check right. in. Like, how are you doing? What happened today? And, and then uh, check back in when it is, um, you know, when you have to act and be present, of course. Right. Totally. I mean, back to the future is such a beloved movie. What was your initial reaction to finding out you would play this role on Broadway? 
uh, terrified, <laughs> which is uh, which is a uh, an, an answer that I I didn't think I would ever I would ever have because I I kind of try to be pretty um pretty like oh I'm I'm super confident about everything, but right. I was yeah. I was terrified, man. I mean I. I got almost famous and I was just so ready. I was like, put me in coach. I'm ready. I've done this before, blah, blah, blah. But you know, I learned a lot on almost famous Broadway is a, is a, is a beast man. And there's nothing quite, um, that will prepare you for that. Um, it's just kind of like, uh, I, I really just wanted to do it right. And when they offered, um, Marty to me, I, I wanted to do that right too. And, um, I guess I kind of, had a good reputation after Almost Famous, and um, uh, I I got through that one. Um, I had a little bit of um, some health issues towards the end of that um, that uh, were really challenging to work through. But I uh, so I I was kind of nervous. I was like, oh man, I don't want to I don't want to disappoint people. So, um, but through some conversations with um, with a lot of different people, I I realized that. Um, it was worth the risk. It was worth the risk of possibly falling flat on my face. Um, because if I didn't, then the reward would be massive. And it, it has been every single night. I just, um, feel very blessed, um, that I, I'm, I'm able to be up there. So cool. And I mean, from my understanding, the Likes family has been in shows before, right? Like your mother was on Broadway. Like, that's so cool. So did she give you an advice that was like, Hey, watch out for this while you're gonna step into these roles. Yeah, man. You know, actually, my mom was a really big, um, a really big supporter of me um, uh, continuing my Broadway journey. You know, um, and it was never any ego. I mean, I was just like, anytime anyone believes in you, uh, I just think it is a blessing, man. And uh, I just was honestly, I was just very nervous. Yeah. And you know, she said to me, she was like, you have to do this because you have to you you have to like have an ex an experience that unfortunately because almost famous um although you know acquired a huge massive fan base that still approaches me on the street to this day um it didn't run very long it only ran yeah. about five months exactly. and, um, i loved it i loved it so much thanks man thank well that that shows for you man but yeah i mean i think she was i think she felt really good about this show, she had a very, um, a, a good instinct about it. And she was like, you, you need to have something that, that really, really, um, lands and you're able to sit down in for a while. And, um, because you don't want to have, you know, the taste in your mouth of, of Broadway, you know, spit you out or whatever, you know, which is not exactly how I feel now about Almost Famous. I think every piece of art has its time, but at the time it was very heartbreaking. So she, was really a big supporter in that and um uh i i really thank her for that are you enjoying this episode as much as i am i hope you are and if you are feel free to like this podcast or add it to your library before we move forward it's time for a quick ad break look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do i even say other than hey well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
Now back to my interview with Casey Likes. What I think is so cool about you, Casey, is that not only do you act and perform, right? You're also a creator behind the scenes. So you, I know you want to direct and do all those things. So what's a movie or a TV show you'd want to turn into a Broadway musical? Oh, man. Such a great question. I got to be honest, man. I have a few ideas. Okay. Um, but but I also am a strong I think I'm, I have a little bit of a superstition that if I say things out loud, then oh. they come true, which is, a, which is funny because a lot of people are the opposite. They like to manifest right. and say things out loud. I actually feel like um, the opposite. So what I will say, though, is that there are many things that I do want, and I don't, I don't usually star or direct. Mm-hmm. I don't usually star at the same time as I direct something. I, if I ever do, it's because uh, – I know it's something I have to do, or or if I write or direct, um, I've only done that once or twice in the films that I've made. But in the musicals I've made, I want to be in all of them. There's so many cool roles yeah, out there. Yeah, man. yeah. There's some bio musicals I want to do. There's some, uh, and I I do have to say, I've done the '60s in a movie. I've done the '70s in a musical and a movie. Right. I've done the '80s now. I probably should do the 90s. You probably should do the 90s. And that's for any producer listening right now. I mean, Casey is ready. I'm ready for the 90s. Bring on the 90s. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So I want to know, is there a Broadway show you want to revive that you want to start? Oh, oh man. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's like, I think I, I would love I mean, I don't know. I, there's probably so much more you can do with Pippin and Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. Uh, I would be very interested in a a, a new lens on American Idiot. Um, yeah. I feel like politically we're at such an interesting time that I feel like that that could be something on the horizon. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, those three are. Um, I think those three are so interpretive as shows, and I would be interested to see how they would look like in a, in a new lens right now. Yeah, for me, mine is, at least recently, it's been rack time. I mean, oh, I yes, such a large show, but like has such a specific meaning. And I feel yeah. like in our day and age, it's still a very relevant meaning. I think there's a lot of want for that too after they did that concert. I mean, every time they bring Ragtime back around, people just just freak out. Yeah, all right, so you, I mean, you have a lot of fans, Casey. There are so many fan questions. So, oh, wow. Okay. That's okay. cool to hear. So we'll do a couple because I know we're running out of time, but we'll do a couple. And yeah. We got a little bit. We're good. So, Russell III asks After going to the Jimmies, did that help boost your career or has your success come from other outlets? Uh, yeah, it absolutely boosted my career, man. I mean, the, the, um, the Jimmy's was just like a fast pass. That's what I always call it. It's like, remember Disney fast pass. I don't know if they yeah. still um, do it. Uh, they do, for sure, yeah. I, they I, do. I love Disney. You're, you're a big theme park guy? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, thank thank goodness. That's, that's we are, I'm a big theme park guy. Good, good, good. Um, but uh, it's like a Disneyland fast pass. I mean, it's like, you don't need it to get into the industry, but I will say it did accelerate things quite fast for me because it all of a sudden, you know, you're in front of, face to face with the people that you've been uh, submitting self tapes to for your whole life. I, I remember having a conversation with um, Bernie Telsey and Tara Rubin. Oh my. Both, 
uh, large casting directors at the after party for the Jimmies. And I told them, I said, uh, I've been auditioning for uh, Dear Evan Hansen for, for a couple of years now. Um, and they were like, yeah, we just connected the pieces. Um, and I thought that was so interesting. I just like, it's always good to get in front of people um, in person if you possibly can. And the Jimmies is just a very large showcase. It's like a car- college showcase or, or a showcase that you can pay to be a part of where there's a lot of people that um, can see you in person. So yeah, for sure. Meeting Bernie, was that scary? Cause when I met Bernie, I was like, Oh my god! Like, like, I, like, this is like so. Yeah. Well, what was it like for you? Well, I mean, it's I, at seventeen years old. I mean, I was just like, I, I mean, I just was a fan, man. I've just been a fan of all these people, and yeah, yeah it was it was a little nerve wracking, but I also like, I also I don't come from a whole lot of like, um, uh, I I, I come from a, a a middle class family that you know we live in Arizona. We're not we're not usually in very large fancy rooms like that so yeah. when i get in those fancy rooms i'm like i better put my nerves aside because i need to introduce myself to these people because i don't know when the next time i'm gonna be in these rooms again that's so, funny that's so i probably was nervous but i just gaslit myself that's how i used to think when i started this like yeah I, that's i used to throw it aside now like i feel like it's different because i'm yeah well home. you established yourself now man i mean everyone everyone knows you on, on our team so um yeah, I mean, you can relax a little bit more now, as as can I, I think, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Grummet Adam asks, how do you manage to play so many distinct roles that are completely different from one another? I've just been lucky, man. I mean, that's a great question, and I wish I could take more credit for it. But it it it, it is a little bit of a goal. There are some times that uh, I'm like, oh, well, I, that's a little similar to what I did before, but I, I, don't, I don't really like to say no a lot because it's like if anyone asks you to come in i i really i want to give everything my best shot and and truthfully like even if i got a role that was like exactly like marty mcfly next which i don't know if there's a lot of things that are exactly like marty mcfly right i would find a way to differentiate it because i love actors like christian bale where it's just like they're a chameleon and they disappear and everything so i've really to answer your question i've just been lucky um and i also make a an effort to try to differentiate them. Yeah. A question that I just thought about is, you know, after going to the Jimmies and after doing all the things, going back home and going back into your communities, what was it like going back from going from such a high to, you know, back to everyday life? And how do you manage being in the forefront, but then also coming back to yourself and like realizing like, hey, I need to do something for myself and not always be that guy in front sure. of Wow. Great. That's that's really, really brilliant. Um well, after the Jimmies, ironically, I was actually only back in Arizona for two weeks. Um, I, oh. I went to my first day of school um, and I left um, because I had Almost Famous. So I didn't have a whole lot of time back in Arizona. But over the pandemic, obviously, I had a lot of time in Arizona because I went home. And then every time I'm not on a job out here or on a film, I go home. I love being home. And I think uh, two things keep me grounded. I like I like creating no matter where and how it is. I don't care if it's the big billboards, I don't care if it's whatever. As long as I have a place to create and do art, I'm very happy. And I've been very lucky with a lot of people at 
home, including this theater called Grease Paint Youth Theater, and my mom's high school that I can sometimes like come in and watch and uh, give my two cents on. It just makes me feel like I'm still, um, you know, still a part of of something, and that that really is very um, fulfilling to me. And that's that's one thing. And then two thing, the second thing is that like when you get to that level, you kind of want to figure out who your people are. And I and and I think there was a while in my life where I was like, I'm gonna just push everyone away. I don't need anything. Mm-hmm. And then I realized it's like, no, you actually having people to support you um, and having people that you support as well is, is, is necessary. That's so brilliant. I love that. And that shows how humble and great you are because you've like, you, you, you don't need the biggest thing in life. You just want to create. And that's what a true artist wants to, to produce something, you know? Thanks, man. I think those are the people that go the farthest. There are some people, of course, that are, you know, not exactly in it for those reasons. But and I feel like the ratio of like true artists to those those bad apples are um um is definitely it's a, it's much higher. Yeah. Last fan question is if you could give any advice right now just for life, just in general, what advice would it be? Oh, my God. I mean, wow. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, we should ask Aristotle or some like right? <laughs> that's wow. Um ah I mean, I think probably the biggest advice probably it comes with the biggest place of truth I'm in in this current moment, which is that like nobody knows. Um and that's and I I have no idea, man. I am literally always trying my best. Yeah. I mean, like it, it, I don't think anybody would know that the challenges I have faced because, um, uh, you know, I've dealt with them pretty privately and within my, my circles. Um, but every time I'm, I'm met with an obstacle, um, especially recently, uh, there's never a clear answer. I yeah. think we all wait around that there's going to be a clear answer and we know exactly what well, we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure out exactly what we want to do. And unfortunately it just never comes. You just kind of have to take the step and take a risk and, um, and I've taken some cool risks and I, I guess they've worked out pretty well. So um, I, I, I guess that's my advice. Nobody knows. Yeah, I love it. That's great. That's great. So now we're going to do a quick round. These are some rapid fire questions. Do it. Let's do so it. Fun, all right. Favorite Back to the Future song? Uh, probably put your mind to it if we're not counting the Huey songs. <laughs> Backstage Bestie. Uh, Billy, my dresser. It's the only person I see backstage. Oh, I, I, listen, I love Billy. His everything, his YouTube everything. Favorite snack backstage? Um, Almonds or salt and vinegar pistachios. Favorite day of the week to perform? Oh, um, Friday, I think. Either Friday or Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best part of performing in the show? The, uh, the people. Favorite Broadway cast recording? Oh, <laughs> I mean, Spring Awakening is a pretty dope recording, man. Yeah. Favorite vocal warm up? Um, probably uh, one from Joan later. It goes, and then goes, <laughs> best Back to the Future dance number. Oh, I mean, the best dancing is probably 21st Century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And lastly, the best part of performing Johnny Be Good. Um, getting to rock out. 
I just love being a rock star, man. It's like I've never like gotten the chance to just like just like be cool like that. Yeah. Um, other than I mean, Gene Simmons, yeah, definitely for sure. But like, um, you know, this being a full number and and it being something I, I yeah, it's just great. Love that. Yeah, you you killed Quick Round. Follow okay, thank you. Follow questions. Learning that guitar solo. I mean that it it truly blew my mind. What was that like for you? Yeah, I worked with uh, Aurelian, our our guitarist downstairs, and uh, um, you know, I just I just um, I wanted to learn as much of it as I I possibly could very early. Um, and fortunately, you know, he was so giving and and helpful. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm sure. Uh, and just also getting to play it on that guitar, that 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 beautiful guitar is just um, is a gift. Yeah, it's funny. I interviewed Amber a couple of weeks ago, and for favorite snack backstage, she also said almonds. Oh, well, that's great. It's protein, and and you know you get some iron out of it, and uh, yeah, it keeps me alive. Yeah, and I mean the last thing I want to know, Casey, is you know for any aspiring creators, you have so many fans, so many people that want to be on Broadway. What would you tell them they need to do right now that will help them get to Broadway? Um. It probably sounds cliche, but it really is the truth. You you can't stop working. You know, it's like I I still take voice lessons. I did growing up. I look up when I'm when I have my off time. I'm watching videos of interviews of actors and um, um, you know I I did dance lessons growing up. Uh, I probably should do more now. I just think there's always room to learn, and there's always room to improve because once you stop doing that then that's when other people you know surpass you and they're still learning so right. you know you just always stay on that grind take time for yourself of course um but uh but yeah i mean like i really like once you get stagnant i think that's that's the issue i find with most young actors is that you know don't let that ego get involved just let keep keep diving into that craft love it yeah Thank you so much, Casey. This was absolutely fantastic. Thank you, Joel. I appreciate you, man. You're the best. And I, I can't wait to listen to this one and the last few episodes you've done. You guys, was that not one of the best interviews ever? I think it was. I've been able to interview so many cool people. And every time I interview Casey, it's just the best time ever. And he has so much wisdom to give. And he has so so many fantastic stories. And what's really crazy is that he's been doing this since he's three. So while it may seem like, you know, oh my God, he's just now getting all of this fame. And he's just now getting into Broadway and all this stuff. He's been doing this for a really long time. So it's really cool that he's, you know, finally getting all that he's worked for and i cannot wait to see what casey does next i know you all love back to the future so much so we will be doing a back to the future ticket giveaway you can see how to enter for this very very exciting giveaway on the weekly dose of joel instagram that's at weekly dose of joel podcast and there are all the rules are right there you have to share the post comment do all the things and you will have the chance to win two tickets to go see back to the future on broadway starring casey likes Next week, we have a very special Black History Month-themed episode. I'm having some of the top-notch stars on here, you guys. Get very excited. There's so much more special stuff to come that I'm planning, and this is one of the interviews that I've been looking forward to, so I'm so glad I was able to speak with Casey. And don't forget, you have your chance to win tickets to go see Back to the Future on Broadway. But I will see you next week for another episode of the Weekly Dose of Joel.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.